We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. Feels good to be back. These shows came like back to back. It was a real quick turnaround between shows. So that's dope. It feels like we're living in the Blue Wire Studios here at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Great to be back here. Shout out to everyone in production in the booth making this happen. It's a good show today because we're talking MMA, not just UFC. We have Bellator to touch on real quick. A legend might have gone out on top. We'll see. Or maybe this is a, a fifth run for um, Fedor over in Bellator. Then we have PFL to touch on. Clarissa Shields, Kayla Harrison, their futures in the sport, where they go from here. Then UFC, recapping last weekend, Paulo Acosta and that whole saga and where he goes from here. And also we'll preview UFC 267, which is just on ESPN+. Plus. It's not a pay-per-view. So if people have the plus... Go ahead, you can watch it for free. But yes, it's still numbered two title fights there. So we will break all of that down later on in the show. To start off, though, we've been holding off on this for a second. But I feel like today's the day. I get to come in here and we get to nerd out to open up the corner. It's been a while since we've talked our nerd stuff. So bear with us. It's about to get fun. Because last week, DC dropped their whole slate of trailers almost. Like, boom, I gift you the DC, what is it, DCU? DC Universe? I don't even know what the hell they call it. Um, DCEU, something stupid. So they dropped the trailers for the Batman, for Flash, and Black Adam. I have it in a different order on my rundown. I want to start with Black Adam, because The Rock. Yeah. I am excited, but I'm cautiously <laughs> excited because this could be real cheesy. It could be real Shaq, Shazam no, type no, cheesy. I don't it, think so. Come it, on. Listen, I wasn't the biggest fan, one of the character. So DC is like my WCW. I like it. I like Batman. But, you know, like I hate Superman. I, I was never a Superman guy. Superman's like the worst comic book hero. That's fair. And then The Flash is like, all right, like, you run fast. Aquaman serves no purpose. 
Tough to fish. Yeah, like that, if, if it wasn't Jason Momoa, I don't know why anybody would watch the movie. Yeah, and I I don't even watch it because he's in it. But I'm sure we talked about this on the last show. Women love that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's like Michael B. Jordan, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Those are the two like hall pass guys at this moment. So um, yeah, I'm sure the ladies love Aquaman. He does nothing. And who? Oh, Wonder Woman had one good movie. Yeah, that 1984 was oh, trash. Yeah. Just took away see, all the good faith. This is built. a DC problem. I don't think this is even a Dwayne Johnson problem for Black Adam. No, but like, he can be cheesy. When has he been cheesy? When hasn't he been cheesy? That's and thing. I like the Don't lot. answer a question with a question. <laughs> what movie has he been cheesy in? Every one with Kevin Hart. Every single one. They got like four or five. Pick one. I mean, they're comedies. He's not necessarily cheesy. Like, cool. This is, so what? you like the one where it's him and Roman Reigns, not heel Roman, but. Previous Roman Reigns beating people up in like a yes. Fast and a Furious spinoff? Yes. I enjoy The Rock's acting. I do. In Ballers, I enjoy him in Ballers. On this show, you have openly, openly crushed Will Smith's acting. Yes, I have, because I think he's overrated. And then now, on this same show, yes. you it, enjoy The Rock's acting. Because Will Smith is playing these super dramatic roles. The Rock is not doing that. The Rock is in, like, The Fast and Furious? Come on, man. No, ain't I mean, nobody showing true, up to act in the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> they're all corny. They're, that doesn't help. They're going to space. The cars are flying through the air. I don't expect anything serious out of that. But when Will Smith is doing like concussion, where he's donning a terrible accent, he was great in Pursuit of Happiness. When yeah. he's Will Smith, when he's just like acting you like he's, Ali. I, I hate <laughs> Will Smith and Ali. I hate because it felt like I was watching him put on a costume for Halloween and be like, I'm Muhammad Ali. I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> But The Rock is never necessarily in a role where I expect him to be an, an Oscar-nominated performance. Will is always in performances where people are like, he should be Oscar-nominated. So there's, there's two completely different paths with these two. I'll tell you this. John Cena's a better actor than Will Smith. Than Will Smith? Or excuse me, not Will Smith. Uh, than The Rock? Than the Rock. No. Yeah, John Cena's a better you? actor you than The Rock. You got to stop. What is wrong with you, Already, man? John Cena's a you better actor bugging. than The Rock. Comedy, way funnier. You're sick. You're so He's wrong. better than The Rock. And in Suicide Squad... Crushed that role. He was great in Suicide Squad. Amazing. That's one movie. And all his comedies are hilarious. All of them. The Rock is a, like, he's really good in everything that he does. Yeah. Go watch Scorpion King after this. Dude, Scorpion King <laughs> was like his first movie. That's not fair. That's not fair. The Rock, it, it's even, on the resume. Even in the other guys with him and Samuel Jackson took an L in the beginning of that the movie. That was movies. funny. He was on there for two minutes. Yes, but he was still funny. It was hilarious for two minutes. The Rock, dude. I have no problem with The Rock in an action movie. I enjoyed him in Fast and the Furious, even though Fast and Furious movies are stupid. Did you watch Rampage? Who watched it? Nobody. It's exactly. Like, but The Rock. Exactly. No, I can go it's not on the same all thing. day. Arnold Schwarzenegger. The Rock and a giant monkey. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a ton of movies. A That's ton. A ton. And they, they didn't all hit. No. But Commando was a slapper. Okay. I was also, and this is horrible. It's not helping my take right now. I was a big fan of Eraser. <laughs> Is that like Vanessa Williams Production? in that too? Cut his mic. <laughs> cut, cut his mic now. Cut it. Yo, with the crazy guns that could shoot through the walls? I don't know. When I was younger, I saw it when I was like seven. I used Look, to love man. a racer. But I'm saying like The Rock is a better, he's, he's more fun to watch than most in, in his role. Like, did you watch Ballers on HBO? No, I did not watch the He's great Ballers. in Ballers. Okay. He's great. You're over here just shitting on The Rock. I don't even understand this. Like, why are you doing this right now? I'm just anyway, saying he could be real corny. What movie was he corny in? I just listened. You didn't watch Rampage. Did there you? There was another one. I did. 
And there was another one where he's like um, a firefighter in a helicopter. It, these are action movies, though, right? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, action movies are typically corny, corny, like Jean Claude Van Damme was corny, right? Bloodsport aside, Bloodsport is like one of the greatest movies. Yeah, ever. there'll be Blood no Bloodsport slander no. ever yeah. in the history of anything. I will agree. Yeah, but the Kumite is oh. like the greatest thing. It's one of the things that was my pathway into combat sports. Watching Jean Claude Van Damme, but even though. The real truth about Bloodsport, as much as I like Jean-Claude Van Damme, it was really about Bolo Young. Oh, Bolo was incredible. Like, I still don't know how that guy was so buff. Like, yo, his chest is just, it's Big E chest. Big E yeah. went and said, yo, give me the Bolo. Yo, I was, as a kid, right, I didn't know any better. I saw Asian people, and I was like, Bruce Lee doesn't look like this. I was like, there's no person that looks like this. And I used to go around, I was like, does your parent, does your dad look like Bolo Young? I had like an Asian friend. I was like, I was like no, it's like the biggest man I've ever seen. Cause like, there's a scene where he's where they're chanting Chong Lee and he's doing this. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this guy's like the Hulk. <laughs> like he's the big. And then when Jean Claude beats him, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen both, I'm <laughs> sorry. There's no spoiler alert. Like Jean Claude Van Damme wins it every day. Four decades later. I don't care. <laughs> but when he's fighting him, and I'm like, there's no way Van Damme could beat up Bolo Young. In my mind, I was like, he'd break him in half. Cause he broke his friend in half. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like even when you were a five, six year old. The booking had to make sense. It did. <laughs> and to me, the, bo the booking had to make sense in Bloodsport because to me, again, as a kid, I watched Revenge of the Nerds, and I was like, why is the guy from Revenge of the Nerds fighting in Bloodsport? It was really confusing to me, yeah. right? <laughs> and then he got beat up and got his, you know, he got stomped out by Bolo Young. And I, and I looked, just like when Dolph Lundgren beat up Apollo Creed. Yeah. I'm like, Alvin Drago kills Apollo Creed. And I was like, you're going to tell me Sylvester Stallone's going to beat this guy? <laughs> Get out of here. So when that happened, and I looked at Bolo and Chung Lee, and I was like, there's no way Van Damme could beat him. And as a kid, you like, you want a happy ending, but I didn't. I liked sad endings. I wanted Jean-Claude Van Damme to die in Bloodsport. <laughs> you were a twisted, weird little kid. At any rate, we've gone <laughs> off the beaten path here. I don't, I don't have a problem with The Rock as Black Adam. I enjoy Shazam. Obviously, this won't be like Shazam. It, it'll be a darker movie. Clearly. Yeah, Shazam surprised me because I didn't expect to like it. Well, I, don't, I just I don't think went. Expected yeah, to like it. it's, it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I showed up, and I was like, oh, wait, this is really dope. Guardians of the Galaxy is incredible, by the way. Is it? Like, the, the game? No, I haven't played it. Oh, okay. I, I just I got, got your game. game. Yes. game. Okay, I'm talking yeah, about the yeah. movies. No, the movie's incredible. Like, the movies are incredible. But, so, I, like, I'm looking forward to seeing Black Adam. It looks a little darker. But my bigger issue is not The Rock. It's DC movies. DC movies don't typically pan out. Yeah, they, they get me hype every time. Like, Affleck is Batman. Every time someone says Affleck was a good Batman. You say Affleck and I think of the duck. No, no, no. Like Ben Affleck. I know. Yes. <laughs> I, I still think of the duck. I can't help myself. Uh, but like any, every time someone's like, he's the best Batman. I feel like just being like Bernie Mac and head of state and just walking through and just slapping people when he comes to the train station. Like, no, he was not. He wasn't a great Batman. Who's the, who's the best Batman? Christian Bale's the best Batman. I think. And then Michael Keaton. Yeah. I'll take this back. Michael Keaton's the best Batman ever. Because I think he played both Batman and Bruce Wayne yeah. phenomenally. I thought Christian Bale played a great Batman. He did, he did play a great Bruce Wayne. His Bruce Wayne was a little off. And so I'll put him second. But I like those Batman movies more, obviously. I think yeah. those are the best movies. But because they had the best villains. Yeah. The Dark Knight Rises was probably the best Bale was yeah. in, in the That's trilogy. Because he got outacted by a lot of people previous to then. Of course. And even then... Just watching Bane, I mean, Bane was incredible too, but I thought like Bale actually did his thing. Um, 
in that final movie. It was like, oh, okay, and then it was over. And then he was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, I want to see him go. Like, I want to see it become like Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. Because if it stopped at Iron Man 3, Robert Downey Jr. would have been a little, little, little funny in the light. What? But going Again. into Avengers and Civil War, then we're like, yo, he is Iron Man. Nah, but see, Iron Man 3 sucked because no, the story suck sucked. Not because of Robert Downey Jr. No. Robert Downey Jr. is incredible. Yes, but if you would have stopped at three, we would have been looking at him like. I would have uh, been looking at him. I would have been looking at who wrote this damn movie because Iron Man 3, the Mandarin, it was like, mm. Yeah, they flopped on that Yeah, one. they blew it. I haven't seen Shang-Chi yet. I haven't either. Yeah, I heard it's great. I, I just watched Black Widow. Okay. Finally. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I'm not going to the movie theater. No. And I was like, I'm going to sit here and watch it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, shout out to Disney Plus. Shameless yeah. plug. Yeah, Disney, <laughs> Disney Plus. But back to like DC movies, like Ben Affleck is Batman. I'm like, eh. All right. The but, Snyder Cut for all the hype. Come on. I think man. we we're talked not, about We're not going to talk about this. The Yo. Snyder Cut is a very long, like, it's, it's an improvement on the first one because it gives you, like, context. It was like, oh, that's why that scene happened 30 minutes ago. Yeah. But, but it still wasn't good. It made a, an F movie into a C. Yeah, it was. And people lost their mind. I mean, same thing with, like, Batman and Superman. Batman and Superman was, like, oh, bad. Horrible. <laughs> I was horrible. like, I was watching people. I was like, like, Ben Affleck's not a good Batman. Like, you can't be a good Batman or the movie just stinks. Well, the, yeah, the movie stinks. So he has his chance. He's got an opportunity here. No, like, so we have, well, again, and they're just doing resets. So it's kind of like the Joker. They kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But in The Flash, they played the whole trailer. Now we get, like, their version of the multiverse. Multiverse and The Flash does the little run backwards around the earth, yeah. messes everything up. And they're bringing back Keaton, bringing back Affleck. Cool. They'll make it work inside that story. I'm not a Flash guy. Me either. Like, he doesn't do anything. Even though I, I haven't back. watched the series, and I heard the series is really good. I just haven't had the time to watch it. Yeah, and um, it doesn't even catch my eye. I watched Gotham. That's, like, the only one of those series I watched. Okay. And then I got, like, three seasons deep, and I had to stop. But... Like, the Flash movie, all right, doesn't do anything for me. The, the Batman, the trailer, with uh, Patterson. Yeah, um, Patterson. Yeah, yeah, cool. I think it looks good. Of course it does. I feel like I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to be like, they got me again. It, it's, it's DC's problem. Like, the Joker was good, right? I the Joker was good. But Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, surprisingly good. When you come in with, like, low expectations, DC kind of surprised me. Yeah. But when you come in, like, 84 with Wonder Woman, you're like, oh, this should be really good because the first one's good. And then you watch it, and you're like, it's really bad. It's really unfortunate. The Joker wasn't even, like, a – wasn't a comic book movie. No, it wasn't at all. It was, but that's when that's, – like, So how do you even blend that into a universe? But that's, that's like when the guy DC's at his best. DC is only at his best when it – like, when they try to do, like, fantasy stuff, it's, like, it, it's bad. It gets weird. But, like, with The Dark Knight Rises, there was an element of darkness in it that made it really good. If you take that element of darkness away like they did the first time they tried Suicide Squad. Yeah. And then they went all in on the Goofy in the second one, which was, like, perfect. Yep. Right? But when they tried to, like, do what Marvel does, it doesn't work. That's true. But there was no, like, action in the Joker at all. Like, no. It was, it, was a, it was like an origin story. Origin story. Yeah. But it was, like. And it was amazing. It was cool. Like, I, I think I got more out of the Joker in The Dark Knight than I did the entire Joker movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I, I mean, I think I enjoyed that portrayal, and it wasn't even like a movie focused on him more than the entire I mean, Joker Heath Ledger movie. was incredible. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I haven't gone back and watched the, like, the new Joker movie at all. 
I watched it the first time. I thought it was really good. I never went back and watched it. Yeah, there's certain movies that you'll watch. The like, Dark that was Knight, amazing. I'll never watch it again. Dark Knight, I watch every time. Like, you come on TV wherever. I'm just like, oh, well, I'm here for the next two and a half hours. So, I just, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm just cautious. Forward. I'm not even optimistic. I'm just, <laughs> like, I'm cautious with my money. Like, I'm be handing the money over, like, uh. And I'm going to be like, I'll be back if this ain't good. You're going to give me the money back. <laughs> You'll pay what you owe. Yeah. And then Marvel, Eternals, I don't know what to expect from Eternals. Whatever. We'll it, looks, it looks great. I don't know if the story is going to be great, but it looks It's like great. all the people online now that's like, oh, you have to watch Dune. Like, oh, is it a great story? Oh, it looks amazing. Well, see, you got like, to, I don't want to I've seen the original Dune. Like. That's why I'm going to watch Dune because I saw the original. People oh, haven't, haven't watched that. the original. It's like, you should watch. I don't watch movies because of special effects. I heard it was a great book. I never read the book. Oh, I got to get the book. But I don't watch movies because of special effects. I watch movies because of story. And if the special effects are great, good. The reason why I like Infinity War and the reason why I like Endgame is not because of special effects. Because yeah. I felt like I was an edge the entire movie. I was like, who's going to bite it? Like, everybody's going to bite it. How are you going to beat Thanos? This is incredible. But Marvel, like, DC doesn't do that. <laughs> no. Right? So it's like with the Eternals, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm expecting here. But somehow it's going to tie in and make sense. That's what Perhaps. I expect. Like, so I'll watch it, but it's really all about Spider-Man for me. Of course it is. Like, I am all in on Spider-Man and then getting the multiverse explained, all the different Spider-Mans it looks like we'll have there. Um, the Sinister Six, yeah. which you don't rebook the Sinister Six, no. but you have them show up in a way that completely makes sense and be from different universes. I love it. I love that tie-in. So I think out of all, I'd probably say since Endgame, I expect Spider-Man to be the best. Yeah, I mean, and we've had some yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I like the shows. Like, WandaVision was dope. Um, I still haven't finished Loki yet, and I know people are gonna crucify me. For what? I just haven't had time. Like, it's oh, one of those shows it. that I'm watching, yeah. and then it's like, oh, I need to do some work, and I was like, I can't like work and watch Loki because I'll look up and I'm like, what the hell? Oh is yeah, this you happening? missed stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish Loki like in the next week. But yeah, WandaVision was great. All the shows like Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I mean, that was Falcon good. and the Winter Soldier was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, kicked up at the end, yeah, and crushed it. it. It was it was good at the end, but it's like it's it's Spider Man. It's like it's Spider Man. Like I would say, you can't mess up Spider Man. But in the past, I mean, they messed up Spider Man. Spider Man doing the jig down the oh, block, exactly. <laughs> which is one of the best gifts. Just yeah, dancing, but like, watching it and like actively watching it, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, Skinny Venom was also very odd. Yeah, in that just, movie, not the same. I haven't watched the new Venom. I haven't watched the new Venom yet either because I just refuse to go to the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I could just watch it at home, though. It has to be available somewhere. Not yet. Well, yeah. So, like, I mean, yeah, anyway. I got to check that out. That brings us to this favorite part of the opening segment. Ah, what's your Mount Rushmore of comic book movies? Now, got to preface it with this. Yes. And, oh, Cole, in the booth, I need your four as well. So, I need you to start thinking. I need you to chime in. You're Mount Rushmore of comic book movies. I need a qualifier because is it all comic books or is it only Marvel oh. and DC? Because you can't do this because then there's, there's we're uh, doing, Scott Pilgrim we're, versus we're the doing, world is a comic book. Yes, it is. And I love Scott Pilgrim. We're doing all comic book movies, graphic novels included. Oh, this, is, this isn't fair. I'll be here all week trying to figure this out. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim versus the world is already on the list. Doesn't matter. That's your number. <laughs> it's already on the list. I don't know where it's on the list. It's on the list. I all love right. that movie. I'll watch that movie a thousand times. I love it. Yeah. There's... But then it, 
But then, like, there's graphic novels that turn into anime movies. Do those count? No. Now we're getting, like, real comics. That's what I'm saying, because it's like... All right, Marvel and DC. Okay. Sorry, Scott Pilgrim, which you, you have my heart. Yeah, like, yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is incredible. Marvel and DC. You go first, because you've already thought about this, which isn't fair. <laughs> Actually, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to write it down but on my rundown. But, yeah, I thought about it, but I'm going still off of the top of the head. So Dark Knight is on there. Um, one that teeters on and off the list that has to stay on there now is Blade. Mm, Blade. So the first Blade. Blade again. It's been a while. Oh, it's just next level good. So Dark Knight, Blade, then I will go Endgame is three, which is tough. I really like Endgame. And then... This is impossible. Captain America Winter Soldier. This, this is impossible. Which I think is the best. Like, if you take all the action sequences and stuff, I think Winter Soldier is, like, probably the best Marvel movie. It's a fantastic story. Um, the storyline of it is just, like, next level. And it ties in perfectly. But it's hard to leave out Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yeah. Um, Thor Ragnarok was crushing. Like, I loved, I could watch that movie. It's just so fun. But, um, yeah, nah, I got to go Endgame. Yes. And that comes down to, like, is, is Endgame even the best out of the final two? Like, out of the Avenger movies? They're, they're both incredible. I mean, they're like one movie, right? It's like watching yeah. Kill Bill 1 and 2. They're yeah. like one movie. So it, oh. it's, it's tough to, like, even separate that. The original Avengers was great. It doesn't look like as the, the villain. Um, yeah, no, but those are my four. Dark Knight, Blade, Endgame, Winter Soldier. This is impossible. And I'm including no Spider-Mans because my fifth is usually Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one, where it's him and Doc Ock. I love that movie. But, um, yeah, that's fifth and it's off the list. All right. The, the one movie that you left off the list is Logan. Oh, Logan was really dope. Logan, Logan's on this list. Logan's incredible. Uh, Damn. Then I got to put Deadpool on the list if I put Logan on? I mean, you don't have to. There's no rule here. Deadpool is almost doper than Logan. No, it's not. Um, and I love Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But Logan is is so good. Uh, yikes. I'm going <laughs> to... I don't know. You're going to put I, no DC movies on here? No, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I am. I think I might put Dark Knight Rises. Like, it's close. Um, I'm going to put Black Panther on the list because of sentimental value. Okay. Uh, and because it's incredible. Yep. Uh, and I've watched it like a thousand times. I'm going to put Thor Ragnarok on this list because I hated all the Thor movies. And I, I hated the first one. I hated Dark World. I had low expectations coming into Ragnarok, and it was incredible. Yeah. That's expectation-wise. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I've watched it so many times, and then I watched it again with my wife because I made my wife watch every Marvel movie before we watched Endgame. Oh. I made her watch them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, she had to sit through all of them. And then she was like, she watched Ragnarok. She was like, this is incredible. What did I what did I have? Logan, uh, Black Panther, uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Ooh, this is this is impossible. Endgame has to be it. Then. Yes, it's Endgame. But it's like, how am I leaving? Endgame is probably the greatest comic book movie ever. There are some people that will argue against this, which is crazy. Because like, to fit all of that, sheesh. all of those characters into a seamless story, I know, is I know, almost impossible. But Captain America and Winter Soldier, so oh, that's good. So, I mean, that's on my phone. just because the the script, the storytelling, just him, Bucky, oh, incredible. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not gonna 
<laughs> that is your four. Cole in the booth. I need to know your four, man. We, we talk to Cole all the time outside of here. We got to talk to Cole God. on the I'm show as well. put on the spot, huh? On the yeah, spot. You are. Four uh, okay. comic book movies. Four comic book movies. DC Marvel, because he. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, Scott Pilgrim in the world is on this list forever. <laughs> You're kicking someone out. Everybody's getting kicked out. Dark, uh, Dark Knight. Got to be on there. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little out of the box on the Avengers ones. You guys have been saying Endgame. Infinity I think War. I like Infinity War a little bit better. Infinity okay. War, mostly because of the ending. And it's intense as hell. Yes. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I waver on those two. Yeah, that, that ending is just like so chilling. Oh, yes. the, but nothing beats the Avengers assemble. Like when you yeah. just have just Captain America. You're splitting hairs, man. It's killed oh. one and two for me. I love them both. Anyway. Yeah, Thor's hammer. Once he gets Thor's hammer, everyone lost their Hey, it's Cole. It's Cole, it's Cole finishing. Cole, keep going. Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely. That Very similar to your experience of like, I'm not sure what to expect here. And then it's like, oh. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> Shoot. Um, fourth one, I can go a few different directions with this. Fourth is always the hardest. I would say coming out of the theater, Black Panther. I think that one, like just coming out and being like, Whoa, that was that was pretty sweet. And then I'd say for the memes, the first Spider-Man uh, with Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yeah, you got Macho Man Randy Savage in there. Yes, <laughs> you got the Nickelback song. I mean, the, the memes yeah. there are tremendous. Yeah. So uh, I he wrestled Macho Man in that. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. But yeah, the the jig in Spider-Man Three ruined all those. Yes, yeah, yeah, and bad. and also shout out to the to the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies because those are tremendous, very, and very I cannot bad. wait. For the next one. I hope they bring Toby back and somehow we get the jig yes. again <laughs> in the new Spider-Man. Tom Holland's like, what are you yeah, doing, Tom Holland's just like, <laughs> that's the exact moment he comes they, into the They Spider-Man. also recognize the memes and they go like, you know, we're just doing it. We're bringing everybody back. We we have to do this. We have to do this. And then the Chad Kroger shows up somewhere and he's going to start singing a song and be like, we're just bringing it back to the early 2000s. I dream of that. Go all the way goofy with it. Yes, I love, I love it. it. So... Tons of comic book stuff coming up. It's always nice to nerd out here on the show when we can, when we don't have to talk hip-hop or anything else going on in the world. It's so cool. Don't go anywhere, though, because we're going to talk about what we're supposed to talk about, and that is MMA right when we come back from this break. Talking Bellator, talking PFL, Clarissa Shields, Kayla Harrison, all of that up next. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, the NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes. And we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Road Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. Man, had a good laugh during the break. Shout out to Cole reminding me. Dave Batista, you know, Batista does his thing acting as well. I don't know if I'm putting him above the rock just yet. No. But Batista's funny. So, still, John Cena remains king. This man has like three movies we call him the king. Four. He got more than four, but yeah, he's, he's exponentially funnier than the rock. You're exposing. And then, <laughs> no, it's dead serious. So we're now talking MMA. Wait, The Rock and Too Cool? 
Rocket Too Cool is great. Please stop. Like, okay, okay, Too Cool. Yeah, thank you. All right, I'll give you Too Cool. All right, let's move on. I'm not saying he's never been funny. I'm just saying he's not funnier than Cena. I'm just saying Cena hasn't done what The Rock did in Too Cool. Don't look at me like that. Come on, Cena. Cena. The last movie I just saw with him when he was um, when all their daughters like went to prom. That is oh, cock blockers. <laughs> is it, it's not called cock blockers, is it? I think so. No. It's no, like a it's rooster not. block. It's called blockers, but the rooster is yes. in front of it. Yeah. Okay, so blockers. Thank you. Um, it's hilarious, and John Cena's incredible. All right, that's enough. Nonetheless, let's talk about old man Fedor, who does not act. No. But he's still in the octagon whooping ass. Fedor Emelianenko went Bellator. I didn't even know he, was head, he wasn't headlined. No, which is crazy. Just threw him on a card. And I was like, all right, Fedor is fighting. I had no clue. I do this for a job. Had no clue Fedor was fighting. See people saying, okay, Emperor's back. Let's see what he has. First round knockout by old man Fedor. Against an opponent who was like a pretty live opponent. Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson. Like, I mean, there's worse. Of course there is. (laughs) So I'm like, yo, Fedor's going to get rocked. No, still got hands, still got power. Then you look at that and you go, well, maybe. Then you start playing the dream matchups. A lot of people said that he should walk away. He should. Just walk away on top, take the knockout victory. But it wasn't a main event. It flew under the radar. I, if you want to give him his flowers and have the man retire, give him a main event. Ryan Bader's washed. He's not washed. He just got knocked out twice. It doesn't mean he's washed. Bader is washed. Ryan Bader. Like, Fedor is doing what Andre Arlovsky is doing in the UFC. And if you put Andre up against the wrong opponent, he's going to die. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. I like to remember Fedor for knocking out Tim Johnson, who came in looking like Larry Holmes, flabby and sick. Yeah. I- I'll take that. I'll accept it. Thank you, Fedor, and Mother Russia. Go home. <laughs> go <laughs> go. You fight right. Because he got, got smoked by Bader. He did. Oh, no, he hurt Bader. And then he got smoked. And then he got smoked. Yes. So it was close. I don't want to see that fight again. I think Fedor should leave before it's too late. That's what fighters do. They hang too late. (laughs) They hang on too long. So you get a knockout victory and you go, all right, cool. You did it in front of Mother Russia. You wash your hands with this. You go home. You tell Putin, I'm out. We see Fedor in celebrity boxing? No. We see like Tyson Fedor? No. Greatest heavyweight versus greatest heavyweight? No. No. Type matchup? No. These Russians are built differently. They don't do this for celebrity boxing. It's like you're never going to see Khabib do that. No, Khabib's a different beast, though. I'm not, you don't, you're not going to see Khabib fight until he's 48 years old. When have old. you seen Fedor do anything that brought him joy? That's true. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen the man smile. Exactly. So like, it, what does a joyful Fedor look like? That's I, what I, we just saw. I it. think knocking someone out brings him joy. Yeah, but not celebrity it's aspect. the same face. He's not, he's not doing no celebrity. No, and I don't think he'd understand, much like Tyson, what, a, what an exhibition is. No, there's no, there's no halfway for Fedor. Everybody must die. It's very Ivan Drago-ish. Fedor Krokop one more time? You're not watching? What the hell is Krokop doing? I don't know. I don't want to see him fight again. No, I'm done. Fedor needs to quit. One more time. It's a very Bellator-type main event. It is. It is. But I Fedor, Krokop, on the way can, out. Can Krokop even get his leg high to still kick like that? You want to find out? No, I, I don't want to find <laughs> that, out. That, I'm that, just that saying. If someone's like, I don't know if, if Krokop can kick anymore. Okay, you want to find out? Because no one wants to step in the cage and find out. And just next thing you know, you Yo, Mirko Krokop used to kick everybody's face off. <laughs> face but off. I, and they knew it was coming. We don't need to see Fedor fight again. He's done. You, you're doing this because you want to torture the man. 
I like anarchy. I know you I want to see all the shenanigans. And coming off of a win, then I want more. Yeah, no. You go out on your shield. No, you go that out. That is our this sport. This is pro wrestling. You go out on your shield. So in pro wrestling, you lose on your back. In MMA, you got to, in boxing too, when you win, you leave. Because it just goes bad from there. Because what you do is you end up chasing that win. Oh, and you become yeah. Roy Jones. And you're like, damn it, I got knocked out again. <laughs> it's like seven in a row. What am I going to do? Like, you got to stop. Bernard, he got knocked out the damn ring. Was like, you know what? I've had enough. Yeah, that was a damn champ. Yeah. So, no. I run that clip all the time. Yeah. Like, right, right out of the ring. Just fell right out the ring. It's not a great memory to have. No, no, no. Poor executioner. Um, at that point, it was some type of alien. So, yeah, I mean, two different guys. Yeah. But, yeah, it got knocked out of the ring. I just, sadly, I like to see the old vets. You know what? Get a win, but get a meaningful win to walk out to. No, you don't need a meaningful win. Meaningful means danger. Stranger danger. Don't get knocked, <laughs> out, on, don't get knocked out on your way out. Retire on as at the top that you can be on. As, as top yeah. as it can. In the middle of the mountain. You yes. can't be on the top of the mountain. <laughs> no, Just no. Retire at the middle of the mountain and they go, you want to climb all the way? And be like, that's okay. No. I made it halfway up. <laughs> that's spoken like a real old man. Mm-hmm. That is me on every hike my wife takes me on. You want to go to the top of this mountain? No, I got a good view from here. I've done enough. Like, I'm, I've I'm seen good. enough. Yep. I can see a strip from right here. You go ahead. I'll be right here waiting for you. Take this selfie real quick. Make it look like I got to the top. Um, Outside of that, we have PFL finals, million dollars on the line for many people. But the matchup everyone's looking forward to, Clarissa Shields, second MMA fight for the quotes of boxing. Looking to do a quick turnaround and come back in December for boxing as well. Looks like she's setting up a big fight in the boxing realm. How long can she do this and split attention? For as long as she wants because she's got boxing on lock. Yeah, she's not going to forget. Yeah, it's not like she's going to go to boxing and be like, whoopsie, I forgot what to do. No, she's, she's fine. The problem is, is how is she going to handle her first loss in MMA? Because it's happening. Yeah, people just get caught. Like, she'll get taken down, randomly yes. subbed, and not be even, like, oh, like, damn. She won't even get taken down and sub. She'll just take down and lose. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was close the first That's fight. what I'm saying. It's like she needs to get bailed out with her striking, right? So it's like Clarissa Shields can go back and forth. It's not the boxing that concerns me. It's like, well, how, when you lose, because it's going to happen, what do you do after you lose? Do you say, all right, boxing, I need to take a longer break, work on my takedown defense? But she's not going to learn takedown defense in like a year. No. It takes a long time. I mean, she's like 25 years old. Yeah. So she got nothing but time. She has nothing but time, but it's like, is she going to be okay losing in MMA? Because it's going it's to going happen. It's going to happen. Everyone pretty much takes a loss sooner or later. Yeah, you take an L. Everybody's like John Jones. Yeah. Right? And everybody's not Khabib. And Clarissa's definitely neither of them. No. Right? So it's like she's going to lose to somebody. Like Amanda's the greatest yeah, women's fighter ever and lost several. Yes. So it's like being undefeated in boxing, being a two-time Olympic gold medalist, having an ego. Like that, that knockout that she got, I don't know if it's the best or the worst thing they could have got her in the last PFL fight. Because on one hand, you say – Damn, I hope she said, I got to learn. Yeah. On the other hand, she said, I just need a chance and I'll knock you out. And then she lives on that forever and be like, just no. give me a chance and I'll knock you out. I think she's more humble in MMA than she is in boxing. Yeah, we'll see what happens if she loses. How she, she ain't, yeah. Where's I mean, humility go from there? Because losing sucks. Losing's right? not easy anytime. And you're, you're used to being undefeated at everything. So what happens when you take an L? In front of the world, because 
Social media is relentless. Yeah, this nobody's ain't Savannah be like, Marshall beating you on points. No, but n- nobody even wants to hear that. Like, if you lose in MMA, social media is going to explode and call you garbage. Yeah, and it may or may not be true. She Probably. responds a lot to social media. Yeah, so and it's like, how does that play into you your psyche? Put the phone down. <laughs> Get back in the gym. Put the phone down. She can't. Clearly, she can't. So I don't. I don't know. Like, she may win here, but she's gonna lose, and I don't know. You know, it's like, it's, it's going to be tough. This goes into Kayla Harrison, going to win the million bucks, right? <laughs> sure. So she gets another million dollars, free agency again. I don't think she comes back, which then opens the door for Clarissa Shields to be in the tournament next year, try to get the mill. We'll see how that plays out. No Kayla to block her from winning a million dollars anymore. Yeah. Where does Kayla Harrison go from here? She's uh, too big. Gets tricky. She's too big. 145. I don't even know if she can make 145. Have you seen this woman? In yes. Like, she's, like, solid 180. Yeah, she walks in. It's like, ho, 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 green giant. It's like, what are you going to do about this? Yeah. Like you got to cut off a limb. Yeah. Kind of like Cyborg was for a long time. Yeah. But it, even like, like, even Cyborg, it's like they eventually had to introduce the featherweight division. Yeah. They're and Cyborg's not, body type is a lot different. Like, Kayla Harrison, you know, the, the Judoka style, like, she's just... Um, she's more solid. Like, it's it's hard to cut. Yeah. Like, if you don't have that, like, she's, her frame, I don't see her cutting another 10 pounds. They have to do it where the UFC will have to ask Amanda, it's like, how high are you willing to go up? We'll just do a super fight. 150. Yeah. Like, we'll just do but a But you super can't fight. sign her or do one super fight. So yeah, you, you got to find, like. No, no, you can. Two or three people. No, you can. Because you can. But if she wins. Huh? If she wins, then what? Okay. I mean, so you're just doing a one-off and letting Kayla walk after she beat the best You don't have a division. Fighter? Look, the UFC still doesn't have a women's featherweight division. Barely. No. They're like, no, they don't. There's if you no look, rankings. There's <laughs> no rankings. Amanda wins, she's the champ. And they just randomly run women in to be like, hey, you want to fight Amanda Nunez? Yeah. What am I ranked? Doesn't matter. Like, you just come in here and fight. So Kayla Harrison were to come in, she, if, if she fought Amanda Nunez, it make like the women's BMF title or something like that. They could either run it back or they could find, like, another featherweight. But they don't have anybody. No. Like, the only person in PFL right now that's left to fight Kayla Harrison is Julia Budd. That's it. Yep. Kayla has nobody. If she were to beat Amanda Nunez, this isn't a given. There's nowhere to go. No, no. It's by no means a given. No. it's oh, nothing With Amanda's is, hands? No. no. There's, no, there's nothing here. Yeah. So, it's like you sign her to one fight because it's like, what is she going to do, go to Bellator? There's nobody there. Bellator has more people. Like, they have a few, but she'll just probably run them over, too. I mean, maybe she does right, go to Bellator. Cyborg? I mean, Cyborg has a lot of people. She has a division. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably, I At think 145. Bellator, if I'm Coker, I'm like, if I'm Scott Coker, I'll make a play for Kayla Harrison. You open up the check. I, I know PFL just has to go, you know what? We're going to lose her. Like, there's nothing we can yeah. do about this. They're cool, but you lost her now when you have Clarissa. Yeah. So, like, you're, you're rolling through your next stars well, and – People understand they can come here, they can build, and while learning and getting fights that aren't like the highest level, they can earn a million dollars a year. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, damn, man, I'm tired place of Kayla. To learn. Kayla's just getting rich. Yeah, sit back, chilling. He's like, all right, another million dollars? Cool. Like, eventually, PFL's got like, hey, you can't keep fighting for this money. Other women got to win. It's not even Somebody, fair. Somebody, yeah. We're just writing your check at the beginning of the year, every year, like, yo, just don't cash this till, till yeah. December. Yeah. So, I... It's interesting 
and obviously everyone sees UFC and blah, blah, blah. But I, I think Bellator makes a real play. Because I he think should. her versus Cyborg it's a huge fight. would pay a lot more. And then if she, if she were to be Cyborg, then, then it's even go. bigger to fight the main Amanda, yeah. UFC. So, but I, I think yeah. Bellator would be like that next step. And it seems like a Bellator move. Yeah, that, yeah you're probably right. Bring her in, three-fight deal or something, year and a half, two years. And then you can reassess the situation. So I think that's where she goes from here. We have to also talk UFC, which uh, we're going to recap real quick. Just the craziness that happened last week. We had Paulo Costa versus Vittori, main event, five-rounder. Supposed to be a middleweight. Then supposed to be at 195. Because Paulo Costa in the interview was very real. It's like, yo, I ain't making it. So can we do 195? Cool. Two days before weigh-ins. You know what? Let's do 205. What? Vittori's like, all right, I'll do it. I've never seen anything like that. I'll take a combat no. sport. 20 pounds this in a week. Marvin Vittori management is stupid. Here's why. Regardless of outcome. Here's why. If you don't take half of Paulo Costa's purse, I don't care if Marvin wants to fight. That's risky. Man gained 20 pounds, like not even gained 20 pounds. He just he didn't, didn't have to cut. It. He just was like, eh, I'm not going to lose any weight. I'm just going to come here yoked. Yep. Now, if, if that's my opponent, contracted weight is 185, and I'm the manager, I'm like, yo, I'm taking half his purse. At least. You've been cutting the entire camp and getting down and down and yeah. down because you have to get to 185. If not, you would have like, just had a, a healthy camp chilling. Because, like, if I, the UFC is going to do whatever the fighters say. For this particular thing, because they want to save a main event, because that card sucks. Yeah, he had all the leverage. Yeah, so but Vittori's team says, "Nah, either make the way to give us half of your purse, win or lose, and any if you if we get performance of the night bonus, hand it over." Because there's no, that's not fair. And this Costa's man, fighting for free at that. Point. This man didn't even try to make weight. Nah. And then you see him, and then he hits the scale, and he's like, ah. And I'm like, yo, why are you even fighting at 185 in the first place? Ever. What's wrong with you? 205 is the easier division. Yeah, the problem is he's got little arms. <laughs> he's like the Sean Shirk of like 205 division. So he figures if I, you know, like most fighters, they cut weight, they could be stronger at, at a lighter weight class. He needs to be fighting at 205. And the UFC should have spent, like right now the UFC said, there's no chance of fighting a middleweight again. Yeah, you, Dana you're came stuck out here. immediately. Yeah, and he was like, yo, he's only fighting at light heavy. Yeah, the, you have no choice. No, no, yeah, we're not doing this again. And then through all of that, Marvin Vittori still won the fight. Yeah, Paulo Costa came out and looked great early. Of course he did. He didn't have to cut any damn weight. Yeah, wasn't dehydrated. Nothing. No. And then gassed towards the end. He's too big. Vittori put it on him, which makes me think: Have we seen the ceiling of Paulo Costa? Yes, it's over. And it's only two losses. That doesn't matter. I think the man can win three round fights. Maybe when you put him in five rounders, no chance. The thing is, all right, one, Marvin Vittori has the same chin that was made out of whatever Tyson Fury's chin is made out of. Yes. Because you just can't knock the guy out. No. Like, style bender is trying. Yeah. Spot, style bender hit him clean, costed him clean with a head kick. Vittori didn't even barely it. budge. <laughs> He's like, give me more. Yep. It's like, and, and plus, you're like undersized, right? You're fighting a guy who's just hanging out at 205. You were like, hey, man, I'm cutting weight. Didn't matter. Couldn't finish him. But Paulo Costa at light heavyweight gets very interesting because – He's still going to be kind of smaller to some of those guys. Now, he can beat. He looked bigger than a Dominic Reyes. 
Yeah, like, but he, he he looked really big at 205. He's just he's a muscular guy, right? Yeah, he's a muscle bound guy. Muscles don't necessarily mean anything. Like look at Anderson Silva, he wiped out everybody. Yep, he looked like our dad, right? Like <laughs> coming into the cage. He's like, hey, pop, what's going on? Pow, pow, pow. Yeah, he knocks you out quick, fast. Paulo Costa is not going to get any better because he hasn't improved anywhere. Mm. He's the same guy, just at 20 pounds higher, and he's fighting in a weight class where you got Jan Blakovich, who we're about to watch. Yep, we got. Glover Teixeira, I don't think he could beat Glover. Glover's too skilled. No, I think Glover takes him into deep waters, and it's wrap. I don't think he'd beat Dominic Reyes. I think Dominic's too long for him. That's a fight I would want to see. I'd want to see it, but I think Dominic Reyes is too lengthy. Like, yeah. it, like he works behind his length. The fight I would actually like to see is Anthony Smith. I like Anthony Smith. I like uh, 205 Luke Rockhold. I think he... I don't know what Luke Rockhold is at 205. I don't know what he is anymore. Anyway. I don't know what his chin is anyway. Yeah, but I think... I don't think Paulo Costa is going to go on any kind of run. I don't think he's ever going to be a world champion. This is it. He's yeah, a really strong he's just guy. just undefeated. Yeah. But then, like, Anderson Silva, I mean, Anderson Silva, Israel Asana shattered everything that Paulo oh, Costa was. Everything. Because he, he annihilated. Early. Yeah. He annihilated. <laughs> and this also speaks to how good Israel Asana is at 185 pounds. Because he's pretty damn good at 205. Yeah, well, he got, he got, he was too small. A stone throws away. Yeah, he was yeah. too small. To like stop the takedown. That was the only thing. But he was piecing him up. He destroyed Paulo Costa, and he beat Marvin Vittori twice. Yeah. And there's levels to this. So it's like Israel Adesanya, then it's like Robert Whitaker, and it's everybody else. Well, then it's like Costa, Vittori, and it's everybody else. But I think the ceiling on Israel Adesanya is so high up that nobody's going to be able to catch him. It's just like after watching these two fight for five rounds at 205 pounds, I'm like, Israel Adesanya is Really good. Really good. Bring that to Vittori. Does he stay at 205? No. He goes back to 185. Lost to the champ twice. Yeah, what are you fighting for? What do you? I mean, it, it, he's too small for it. Like regular 205 pound, pounders, he's too small. He doesn't have the striking. He doesn't so have the wrestling. Just fighting I mean, he has the wrestling. Until but. someone beats Stylebender and but hoping man, to get your shot against them. Everybody like can't fight for a championship. <sighs> like, everybody can't be a champion. That's just the rules of the game. Yeah. And at, at a certain point, you say, I'm fighting for a check, right? Because that's what you're fighting, to make money. Yep. So it's like, if I can't win a championship, I'm not going to retire. I got to make some money. Yeah. Vittori can still fight. Like, if Robert Whitaker loses to Israel Adesanya, which seems like it's very likely the next fight is going to happen, I'd like to see Vittori versus Robert Whitaker. Yeah. I'd like to see Vittori against Jerry Cannonier. Yep. You know, like, there's a lot of fights that can still be made there that can headline a fight night, but... That championship win, like, Israel Asai. It's like Kamara Usman right now. Who's beating that guy? If Kobe Covington doesn't beat him, which I don't expect, which we'll talk about next week. Kobe's tough as hell. I mean, if Kobe doesn't do it. That's what I'm saying. Who's going to beat him? No one else, gave, no one else he, gave him a run for his money. At even all. like Kobe. Like, Kobe, Kobe gave got him. as close as anyone. Right. And, and So I got to give him, like, stupid amounts of credit. But other than that, you look at that, the rest of the division, as good as the division is, nobody's close to Kamara. No. Nobody. Rafael Dos Anjos. Kamayev was slowed down. Yeah, I mean, he'll get his fight next week. But it's, it's, there's levels to it. And at a certain point, you go, what? I'm here to get my check. <laughs> like, how much am I getting for this fight? Yeah. Let's, let me redo my contract. Like Robert Whitaker said, listen, I'm going to just beat everybody else. Yeah. And we're going to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I'll eventually get my crack again. Yep. Or at a certain point, Adesanya goes, I guess I have to move up. Yep. I've been here too long. And if you're Victoria, you're like, I'm just going to wait you out. Yeah, because <laughs> there's no reason to go to 205 and then get beat up, and now, now your stock drops. Yep. 
So you, you keep your stock high. And you just wait for Adesanya to make his move. Yeah. Because if you run through everyone, Adesanya, then, like you said, it puts him in a position where he has to dare to be great. Yeah, you know, because you know Adesanya's going to watch the fight this weekend and be like, I want another crack at 205, but I probably should fight at 205 for a little while before I get another crack. True. Or wait. Like, Adesanya beats Glover Teixeira. Different style matchup. Different champion. So if Glover wins, different map. You know yeah, I, I want that crack now. I don't think they give Jan was a bad style matchup because Jan, at the end of the day, was like, I can take the power for long enough. And then he got to the point at the end of the fight where he's like, I'm just going to take you down. I'm not going to shoot these hands with you no more. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to get the points, not even to finish them. I'm going to just keep you down here for rounds four and five and hope that I took one of the first three. Yeah, he did. And he did. Yeah. And he was like, cool. Smart play. I don't know if Glover can do that to him. I don't know. You know, so you, you wait it out and say, well, Jan's going to lose sooner or later. I don't, there's nothing else you can do. That's it. Everybody's in a waiting game. <laughs> if you're out of sign, it's like I'm chasing Anderson Silva's middleweight record of title defenses. Yep. And then at a certain and then point, figure it out. then I figure it out. Because I'm going to have to put some meat on these bones because I can't. 205, yeah. I'm small. Like John did. Like, like John moving up to heavyweight. I'm not talking about John. <laughs> I don't know if John ever fights. Um, this is the UFC. Of course John fights. But whenever he does fight, yeah, he transformed his, his body. So we'll see how that plays out. Let's hit our last break, come back. We'll talk about UFC 267, give the full preview of that. Next week, there's another pay-per-view card. So UFC is on fire, back-to-back pay-per-view cards. So don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. All right, we're back to close it out, talking about UFC 267 going down this weekend from Abu Dhabi. Yeah, back um, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, back in Abu Dhabi. I am glad that I didn't have to travel over there for any fights. Yeah. Um, so that flight just scares me to no end. If we, for any reason, end up with a Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua fight next year, I am hoping that it's in the UK because I'm not trying to go over there. Man. Why like, not? Nah, the flight's too long. I don't have a Nintendo Switch yet. What am well, I going to do one. on, like, an 18-hour flight? Sleep? Buy you a like Nintendo Switch. Did you fly, like, business class or, like, first class? Or I mean, it's, like it's all, like, business class when you fly. Because, you, I mean, you got to, like, I had to fly to New York when I went to uh, Riyadh. I had to fly to New York, fly to London, and fly to Riyadh. So it was two stops. But, like, the seats were incredible. They gave me wine. Up until you get to Saudi Arabia, as soon as you cry, you can't drink. It's dry country. But, yeah, I played my Switch. I slept. There's no drinking? In Abu Dhabi, in Saudi, no, it's dry. People are just sober, constantly. Yes, there are people who don't drink. What an odd place. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's a dry, it's a dry country, and you can't drink. It's but the, how do they eat steak? Because by your metrics, you got to pair steak with the wine. Yes, because I'm American. <laughs> That's what we do. But I'm not going to go to Saudi Arabia and tell them how to eat their steak. Okay. Was the food bomb? Yes, it was. 
they had like the most incredible meat and juices I've ever had in my life. They treat us like kings there. Like me, Anthony, Joshua, Eddie Hearn, we were all on like the same floor. And we get up in the morning. I didn't see them that often, but they had like the same slate of food for us. And we go down there, like me, Claudia, Tiger, like all of us from the zone were down there. We go down to eat, and we'd all sit there and look at each other while we were like, this was some, <laughs> some pretty spectacular stuff. And they just kept bringing it, kept bringing it. That's why Andy Ruiz got so fat. <laughs> I think you did tell me you just saw him he eating. He ate everything. Well, see, okay. The story is that the night before the fight, or the night before the weigh-in, the prince had a, uh, a dinner, right? Some of us were invited, some of us weren't. I didn't go. And it was like to introduce like Joshua and Ruiz to the prince. And they said, <laughs> rumor has it, because I wasn't there, allegedly Andy Ruiz just kept eating. They kept bringing him food and he just kept eating. Anthony Joshua came in and was like, hi guys, and left. Ruiz sat down, ate like, they say like three slices of cheesecake. This is the day before the weigh-in. <laughs> Earlier in the day, I, Manny Robles was his trainer at the time. I was supposed to interview him because he was supposed to do a conference call. He no-showed the conference call. Now, I was supposed to tell him before the conference call. Manny calls me. He was like, we can't find Andy. I was like, what? Now, it's Saudi Arabia. There's really nowhere to go. Like, you're in your hotel. There's a place to walk. It's beautiful out there. Um, but nobody could find him. He slept so hard from eating, they couldn't wake him up. Like, he just, it the was just. The food coma, guy. The food was incredible. Like, the itis on the boondocks. I will say one thing about Saudi Arabia, because I, people, I hear when people say that they're scared to go out there. I went out, and I took a walk, right? And I went, walked around the block. They had like a Nike store. They had all kinds of stuff. They had like this, a Tiffany's. They had all kinds of stuff. It's beautiful. I took a walk, and I met some people. I met a couple guys that spoke English. And they was like, oh, you're from America? I was like, yeah. And they said, uh, you're here for the fight. Now, they had like this big carnival, like where the fight was at. And he's like, you're going to the, the F1 race? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just here for the fight. He was like, how are you enjoying your experience? I was like, it's pretty good. He was like, are you scared? And I was like, no. And uh, he was like, Good, because imagine how we feel when we come to your country. Oh, yeah. They was like, you shouldn't be scared. He was like, you're a black man living in America, and we see what happens to you guys over there. Yeah, like, no, nah, everybody here is brown. Yeah, he <laughs> was like, imagine <laughs> like what we city. feel like, because, like, <laughs> we get blamed for everything. Yeah. Even the nice ones. Like, we're, we're not all mean, bloodthirsty people. Like, we're happy people. Yeah. And they were. They were very kind. Now, it could have been, like, when you go touristy places, they take you to the touristy part of, like, Jamaica. It's also very true. Like, when I went to the touristy part of Jamaica, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. And they was like, let's go off the beaten path. And I went off the beaten path. I was like, oh, this is not beautiful. Oh, get me out of here. Meet the Yardies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo. Like, oh, my God. We're going to get robbed. Yeah. You got to go there and get the real curry goat. Though. Yeah. But it, like, I don't eat resort curry goat. No, you don't. I, I refuse. Well, I mean, same thing with Mexico, right? Like, when you go to Mexico, like, the best Mexican food is off the beaten path. But it's like, when you go off the beaten path, it's like off the beaten path at, at your own risk. Like, yeah. Mm. I don't know. But Saudi Arabia, like, that was a thing. It was like, got there. And when they talked about it, the same thing when I went to London, they were just like, how do you like living in America? And I was like, America's cool. <laughs> These white guys from the UK were like, we see what happens to you guys over there. We're sorry. Yeah. Like, I was like, London Damn. is crazy, right? They don't have guns. They like knife people still. Yeah. It's like shank. Okay. Yeah. Shank I'm, not, I'm only so scared if I go to London then. Like, if you stab me, like, I kind of earned it. Like, you're not going to get close enough to shank me. I would like to know what you would do to earn a stabbing. Oh, I mean, my hot takes, my shit talk. Like, okay, yeah, like, that's, that's I mean, fair. Because, I mean, just your hot takes today yeah. is, is worth it. And they don't play over there. So, like, <laughs> Cole's a Red Sox fan. And I give him, like, shit all the time. Like, we just go back and forth. Yeah, like, make imagine me in a bar just, like, trash-talking Anthony Joshua. You would come like, back. He has no chin. You would come Wilder back to America. Wilder knocks him out in two. And the next thing you know, stab, stab. Yeah, you would come back to America looking like Sabu. 
<laughs> Shake City. Shake City. It's all bad. All bad. So now I could I could see a situation where like uh Yeah, I could too. Now yeah. I mean now that you mentioned it, you wouldn't make it. The fan base would, <laughs> would not like no. me. I hate Sweet Caroline. Um yeah, stuff I mean, like that. You like make it. No, 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 I'm just not I'm not built for that. But I, you know, I try it. You could dodge a knife. So like I figure it out. I'd be interested in seeing you do that too. <laughs> I'd pay good money. We'll to be watch in the UK die. sooner or later. I oh, think Fury's gonna fight. Tonight. I would like to see you in a West Side Story knife fight with like the music playing. That's not, I'm from the Bronx. It gotta be in me. Like I, I've never had to do I, it. Let's but, like, find out. I, I feel like it's just part of the culture. I'll make a bet on that. One. Got the stance, and then two. Are steps you fencing? Back. Oh, I mean, I don't know. That's how they fight with the knives. No, they don't. Yeah, you were just you were fencing. <laughs> You, you flip it open. Is that how it sounds? Yes. And then you just. This man is fencing with a switchblade. You got to keep. Yo, you got to keep the body back. I feel like there's there's an, an art to All the right, fencing. All right, Kel, let's talk about MMA because <laughs> knife fighting is clearly not your strong suit. Listen, anyone else anyone else has knife fighting tips, I'm, I'm clearly open to this. But I feel like I got Please the Please don't share those now. on Twitter. I hope nobody goes on Twitter is like, listen. Like, I'm going to clip this. I'm going to put this on social. Yes. The video clip. I am accepting all. Knife fighting. Yeah, tips. we have to have the video of you fencing with a switchblade. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I don't feed into stereotypes, but as a Puerto Rican, I feel like I have some natural skills. You need to watch the Warriors some more. <laughs> yeah. See, all of this. It's my it's in my blood. I think I got it. Oh. Um, the fights this week at UFC where we're supposed to be talking about. Always get sidetracked. Um, main card kicks off Vulcan Ozemir versus Magomed. This is that make or break fight for Ozemir. Another person I like heavy, Paulo Costa could fight for a champion title contender. Yeah, Ozdemir got washed by Daniel Cormier. Yeah, so you look at Ozdemir and he just came in, started off red hot, hit the ground running, and then you know a couple losses, and now it's you know five. He's what he fought. He only had one loss when he fought Cormier, and then now Reyes beat him. He lost last year. Um. Coming back, trying to win this, and they're giving him no easy. There's no softballs here. Well, no, he fought Jerry, who Jerry is, is yep. probably going to be the next title contender. Uh, I mean, the way Jerry roshed him, yeah. I mean, he watches everybody. He's a glory kickboxing watches, guy, just yeah, nasty. Uh, but Ozemir is not winning this fight by any stretch of the imagination, in my mind. I think Magomed is just—he's on the rise. Light heavyweight division needs new blood. Ozemir's had his opportunity. I think it'll be a good fight. He's won one fight in the past three years. Yeah, and he, uh, like you said, he gave him no softball. No, none. Put him in there with Yuri because everybody was like, how good is Yuri? And people who never watched him outside of the UFC were like, yeah, let's find out. And they were like, oh, shit. No, like he's the real deal. Yeah. I was one of those people. I was like, yo, I just hear about this. Monster. And then, because, um, you know, you hear kickboxer, and I'm just like, okay, he's just going to be kind of like Wonder Boy. Nah. Kind of like, um, what's his face, a heavyweight um, gain. Um, like Cyril and all these people. I'm like, okay, I, I think he's just going to be a chess match guy No, when I heard this. He's a violent wood chipper. Oh, I was like, oh, no, this, this guy's different. Like, it's like a lawnmower just coming at you. <laughs> it's all bad. And you can't get out of the way? Yeah. yeah. It's not even, like, elegant, like, style no. bender. Or not, no, it's just like, nah. It's violence. Yeah, pure violence. So um, we'll see if Ozemir can bounce back in that one. I have him losing. So yeah. he, he's one away from Bellator. Like, you, you got to make your, your future endeavors decision. So he needs a win somewhere. This ain't going to be it. And then welterweight fight, Yi Liang versus Kamayev. I mean, I'm picking Kamayev. I'm picking Kamayev. Over, under, around. Because that's where we go with Kamayev now. 
Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, they, I'm glad they kind of pulled back a little bit and said yeah. having fight Leon Edwards, and they kind of came back and was like, you know what, let him kind of work his way up the ladder. Missed a year due to COVID. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I think this about goes around and a half. He doesn't waste a lot of time. The question is, does he submit him or does he just flatline? It's hard. I mean, their body type's so different. I, I think he probably wins by ground and pound. Yeah, probably. His grappling's just way too good. Yeah, yeah. Submitting. That'd be that'd be impressive. Yeah, if he submits Xi Leon, but I, I give ground and pound. Talking about ground and pound, pound Islam Makachev versus Dan Hooker. Boy, Dan, Dan Hooker, Dan I mean, is crazy. Yo, he's wild. It, two weeks ago, he's just in Australia, like or New Zealand. I don't know if I come over. Now back to back tough fights. Wins the last one. Showed off good wrestling yeah, in that fight. This is different. Which yeah, like you ain't gonna wrestle here. Like, Dan, you better use these hands. Yeah. You better figure something out because you got three rounds of just trying to stay off your back. Makachev is going to drown here. I think so. It's, it's, the wrestling is just way too good. Dan is so good. Is good. Dan, but, Dan is good. Dan is a great striker. But when you have wrestlers who are very good at defending against strikers and know how to keep you on the canvas, it's going to be a long night. Yeah. yeah. You'll pin him against the cage, drag him down. And Makachev is basically making a statement. like, I should be the next title contender. I'm yeah. looking at... These, you know, I'm looking at Charles Oliveira. I'm looking at Michael Chandler. I'm looking at Justin Gaethje. I'm like, I can beat all of them. Yeah. So I need to show you. Because he's seen Habib beat, beat all of them. Yeah. He's like, yo, my style beats all of them. He's going he's gonna to drown Dan Hooker. Oh. I don't know how long it's going to take. I think he's going to try to finish him because he's, he's going to see what Michael Chandler did to Dan Hooker. And he's like, I need to improve upon that. But I think it'll be a, a very uh, torturous one-sided fight. Yeah, I agree. I, I think. I don't think he'll stop him. He, I think he will. Uh, have him by decision. I don't know. Dan is tough. Dan is tough, but I, like grappling on the ground when you're drowning somebody, the exhaustion level. On two weeks to prepare. That's what I'm saying. Like, isn't the guy to take two no, weeks to prepare. He's a maniac. He's trying to get a check. I, I feel him, but no, you know, he, this is Islam Makhchev is the next title contender, and he's yeah. going to show why. I agree. And then um, co-main, Petra Jan versus Corey Sanhagen. Interim title. Give me Jan. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I love saying Hagen. I think Jan uh, was wrecking Aldo before the yeah, Aldo untimely knee. Or Aldo, excuse me. Sorry. It's uh, Corey Sanhagen lost to TJ Dillashaw. Yep. Dillashaw's obviously hurt. Couldn't take this fight. As good as Sanhagen is, Petty Jan's just kind of a different beast. Yeah. Against Aldo, Aldo certainly could do nothing nah. with Jan. Like nothing. It was like fighting a brick wall. Couldn't get him to the ground. I mean, I think he got one sub attempt in. And it, that was, it, just, it was nothing. He yeah. like shrugged it off. Shrugged like, it off. Just, he like just flexed out of it. He yeah. was like, ah. What are you doing, little man? Yeah. Get off me. Oh, and, man. And Sanhagen, I don't like doing MMA math, but Aljamain ran over Corey Sanhagen. Yeah. I can't see a path where Sanhagen hurts Jan, unless Jan doesn't see a head kick coming, kind of like what happened to Marlon Moraes. But as Possible. we've seen, Marlon Moraes is washed. I just don't see it. Better Jan's going to win this, and we're going to get the, inter- the interim champion versus Aljo, the real champion. They're going to have, like, this whole paper champion theme when going. When Aljo is healthy again. Like, that's, that's why they're doing the interim title fight, because Aljo know, might not get healthy. I was about to say, that's scary. Like, they I don't might know, elevate him. I don't know if he's healthy again. Dude, dude neck injuries for wrestlers oh. are tough. Like, they're really tough to get through, and especially when you have it, the surgery, and you come back, and you're like, I'm still not right. This this might be a full title, yeah. Before the end of the year, Aljo might. Well, this is one of those where they just tell Aljo, "Yo, listen, just step aside, get healthy, 
you'll be the number one contender yeah. when you come back. Yeah, I mean, but, you, you, had, you weren't winning that fight. Either. I love Al. I like Aljo as an individual. Yeah. Home as a person. Aljo's and man. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, he's admitted that yeah. he, did, he doesn't want to win the title like this. But now he's a, he but can't say he's I'm not the champion. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Every interview be like, I'm not the champion. Why do you have the belt? I don't know. No, you just got to say that yeah. you're the champ. But at some point, if you're hurt and you can't fight, you got to say it's totally fair that Jan is the full champion. I'll come and be the number one contender. So yeah, I'm, just whenever I come back. Yeah. Or whoever has the title at that point. It'll be Jan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be better Jan. I agree. Uh, main event, Jan Blakovich versus Glover Teixeira. I pick against Jan. All the time. I'm doing it again. I just want to see the old man win it. Let's go Glover. Old man Glover. Like, I don't know how he's still this good after all these years. This is a, Give me Glover by knockout. It's a fascinating fight for two reasons. One, Glover Teixeira is, I believe, a plus 210. And Jan has been the underdog in like all of his fights. Now he's the favorite. Yeah, I believe he's at the last time I checked, he was like a minus two fifty. And he's thirty eight. It's not like he's young, right? They're only Glover, a three year. Glover's forty one. He'll be forty two by the time yep. uh, this time next week. I think he turns forty two very soon. Glover was undefeated, had a twenty fight win streak. He lost his first fight. Then he fought John Jones. He lost yeah. the fight. Everybody loses John Jones. Everybody. Who cares? Then he was like fifty fifty for a hot second. Now he's won five in a row. He's the last person, he beat Tiago Santos, who was the last person to beat Jan. Right? Yep. And Glover has looked pretty damn good in his last five fights. They both have five fight winning streaks over the past two years. Yep. The fact that Glover's a, a nearly two and a half to one underdog is baffling to me. I think, yes, Jan probably has, I don't think he has more ways to win, to be honest with you. Glover is, is heavy handed. Yep. Glover's got great jujitsu. The only thing that worries about Glover is his little chinny. And what I mean by chinny he is gets like, rocked. Yeah, he gets rocked. But he'll stay in there. So. But he's very dangerous when he gets rocked. Yeah. Unless you get hit by Rumble Johnson, who kills everybody. Right? Again, Rumble, Rumble killed Glover. Rumble killed Gustafson. Yeah. Rumble killed everybody. There's an exception to that. I don't think Jan hits as hard as Rumble. I don't think anybody hits as hard as Rumble Johnson. No. That being said, if... Jan makes this a striking affair where he creates distance and keeps Glover from getting in close because Glover's very dangerous when he's either countering or he's winning in close. If Jan can keep this at a distance, he wins this fight. He wins a five-round decision. Or he catches Glover and finishes him. But if for any reason Glover applies pressure and Jan can't figure out how to keep him off him, uh, his back off the fence, Glover might stop him. I agree. I mean, only Tiago, I think, has stopped Jan. Yeah, Tiago and he, like, Jan got stopped way Late. early in his career. Like, way early in his oh, career yeah, than yeah. that. But other than that. And it was still a third-round knockout. Like, it was, yeah, it was but a weird fight against Tiago. Tiago, like, if you – it's not like Jan is indestructible. Here's the other thing that nobody's really paid attention to. Outside of Corey Anderson, all of Jan's wins have been opponents that were compromised. What I mean by that is Israel was too small. Rockhold was coming off a loss. Yeah. Smith, everybody that Jan beat in his winning streak outside of Corey Anderson was coming off a loss or compromised where they weren't in the right weight class. Yep. Corey Anderson lost, went to Bellator, and now he's fighting for a title. All that to say is, like, I'm not saying Jan's not that good, but remember, I said the same thing about Tony Ferguson. He's not unbeatable. Yeah, when Tony Ferguson was on that run, and people were like, Tony Ferguson's going to beat Justin Gaethje. I was like, yo, look at Tony Ferguson's record. Really yeah. close. He beats guys that come off of losses. Yeah. That's not 
there's no momentum there. Glover's won five in a row. He has momentum. He has confidence. That goes a long way in a fight like this. Both these guys have the same winning streak for the same amount of time. If you were betting, you're betting on Glover. I'm betting on Glover to Sierra. Two and a half to one, I'm taking that. Yeah. Like a plus, plus 210, somewhere around there. It might go up. It, it started low. Like, I believe Glover started at like a plus like 180, and it's gone up. Yeah. So, I mean, if it keeps going up, you get like plus 250. Two, like, I like they'll, that. They'll pull it back because somebody's smart enough to realize like Glover's not this bad, right? Yeah. And we're putting a lot of weight on Jan beating us. I wish I had it in front of me. Glover by KO might be my move. Glover by KO, I saw and I saw like crazy in a prop bet was like plus eight hundred. <laughs> the problem with that bet is Glover by knockout and submission are almost the same thing. He can win either way. Oh yeah. So it's really hard to pick. Jan's not submitting anybody. No. no. Jan's either winning by decision or he's stopping him. So it's easy to pass the victory. When you do a prop bet with Glover, it's like he can win kind of any way he wants to yeah. if he finds himself in that position. As a betting man, I'm pitting, picking Glover. I'm just like you. I've picked against Jan forever. Ever. <laughs> ever. For his entire life, I've picked yeah. against Jan. I'm going to pick against him again. Forget <laughs> it. I want to see Glover Teixeira win the title because what you said earlier with Adesanya going, hmm, I might be able to give this another shot. And it kind of opens up the division again. It does. Not that Jan has been champion for a very long time. He, he kind of just got here. Yep. This is only a second title defense. He's beatable. And I think the reason why I'm picking against him is because he's the favorite now. I think he wins when he's the underdog. I think now he's the favorite. I think he's going to lose. So I'm picking Glover to share. I think he's going to stop him at some point in the fight. I agree. I'm taking the same Glover by knockout. Um, I don't know about a submission. But, yeah, just getting hit with those heavy hands, and then you just walk into something, and then it, it's lights out. Yeah. So um, I like that. I like the – I like Izzy watching from a distance. And to be clear, I think Jan's a better striker. I think Jan's a very underrated grappler. Yeah. I think the pro my problem is is that I think there's a part of Jan that might be underestimating Glover, just maybe a small part. Because remember, I don't really think people remember when Glover fought Ryan Bader, Ryan rushed him. It looked like he hurt Glover. Yeah. And Glover lit him up. If you rush in against Glover, he's going to catch you. Yep. I, can Jan be that patient for five rounds? I don't know. He wasn't against Stylebender. Right. He had to be. He had to be. But there was a lot of respect there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he has the same respect for Glover. And I think, just like Tiago Santos, he hurt Glover because you picked Tiago in that fight. I did. And I was like, he hurt him, and I was like, ah, I think he's all right. Yep. And he ended up winning that fight. Can it happen it, again? Maybe. Man, Glover gets buzzed and, like, steps back and stumbles and hits the side of the cage then covers up for a little bit. And then someone comes in and, boom, he hits him with the right hand. And then next thing you know, the fight continues because they're like, oh, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, you got you to gotta fix it. Yeah. When, when, when Jan fought Adesanya, Adesanya had to respect Jan's power. Yeah. Jan hit him, and it was like, oh, can't do what I did to Paulo Costa because he might hurt me. I don't know if Glover has that same kind of respect. He's got to close the distance. If this is a kickboxing match, Jan's winning. If Glover can make this dirty and ugly, in, a lot of infighting. Yeah, I need, like, old-school UFC yeah. Glover. Like, yeah, we, we need like Glover. It's 2009. Yeah, we, we need Glover to, to make this ugly, but I think he can win this fight. I'm picking him. I don't think he should win this fight, Almost but I'm going to pick him. 42 year old Glover to share. OG. Hey, man, OGs win sometimes. Listen, I like it. I like it. So we're on equal footing there. I think we picked all the same people for this card. We'll see how we end up when we come back next week because we have to recap this and preview the MSG card, which is huge for UFC. Tons of fights for them in just two cards is mind boggling. 
So it's a great week in MMA. It explains why we've had such trash fight nights for the past. Well, it's yeah. good. It gave us like a little breather. We got to do our pro wrestling show, but now they're like, oh, don't you forget what, what the hell we do. So um, now it's going to be exciting in MMA. Probably run it right back and then do MMA in our next show um, on Sunday so we can cover both of these things. We appreciate everyone for listening, as always, watching our clips. Um, we'll bring the full shows to you guys shortly as well. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Everyone in production, call for chiming in. You are the man, as always. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for a Life on Instagram. Follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale on all platforms. Stay safe. Have fun. It's, we're gearing up. Now we're getting into the home stretch of the year in combat sports. There's big fights every weekend between now and Christmas. It's going to make it really fun. If you are in Vegas, stop by the win. Watch us record Wednesdays and Sundays. It's for you guys. Come, have fun. It's a blast in here. The studio's amazing. We appreciate everyone. Until next time, we're out. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.